everybody. This is Dr. Kevin Connors. Welcome to another Holistic Health Hour Live. We're running a little bit late getting all the equipment set up. Uh, try to do this in the clinic uh, while we have patients here as well. So please excuse any commotion that's going on. want to address some questions that came in uh, last week. And again, if you have questions, you can type them in. Uh, if you're on any of the platforms that this is live on, go ahead and do that. We may not get to them till next week. So we got uh, several that came in after we were done last week. Again, this is, um, we call it our Holistic Health Hour. Uh, it certainly won't go for an hour, but we'll address some of these things. If uh, we did have some questions about, you know, how do we, how do I seek care in our clinic? Um, you can just go to our website, uh, Connors Clinic, C-O-N-N-E-R-S Clinic.com. Um, and look at the options there, but that's not what this is for. This is to help give information. You'll see that's really a big part of our website is trying to share information um, with people. I have several books um, that are free downloads. I do uh, Stop Fighting Cancer and Start Treating the Cause book, this one right here. You can see it's a really thick book. It's almost 600 pages. It's a free download. You get it in one PDF um, download. So no salesy stuff or anything like that. You do go on our newsletter list, which is just giving you more tidbits of information every couple weeks, and you can certainly unsubscribe if you don't want that. But we try to give away as much information as free. That's why we do these videos. Go on our YouTube channel too. We have four or five hundred videos that you could watch and, and learn from and help guide your care uh, um, or help your doctor guide your care. Use them and use this information wisely with counsel. Okay, so first one was uh, a question about, and I often get on case reviews, that's our initial um, consult with people, is um, I want to do uh, a natural approach, whether I go with you or not, but uh, um, okay, my doctor's recommended chemo, radiation, or surgery. It's not going live. We're not live? No. It says it's streaming, but it's not on any of our pages. Oh. So you get a chance to do that again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, right. It says end stream. Technical difficulties. <clears throat> All right. I'm just going to do, we're just going to be on Facebook. Good. All right. I'm gonna hit go live to be ready. I'll just point to once we're on my Facebook. Starting. Hello, everybody. We are live on Facebook now. Uh, sorry, we're having some technical difficulties trying to get live on multiple streams. It's uh, been a little bit difficult. Um, I'm Dr. Kevin Connors. This is our Holistic Health Hour. Of course, we're not going to go a complete hour. Um, we're going to answer some questions that you sent in last week, and certainly if you have other questions, um, uh, I will try to address those. If not today, we'll 
certainly get to them next week. Um, uh, uh, we've had questions um, that come through on how to get treatment in our clinic. Just go to our website, uh, Connors Clinic, C O N N E R S Clinic.com, um, and you could uh, see what we do and connect with us there. But that's not what these videos are for. These videos are really to help get information out. And you'll actually see that on our website when you look at it. We're trying to give away information, trying to help people that we could never possibly help all around the globe. Um, my book this that just came out this summer, this is the updated third edition. It's about 600 pages. It's free download as well as all my other books are a free download. You get this in one PDF. So it's not a salesy thing or anything. You will go on our newsletter. It just gives you information. Um, and again, nothing salesy. Otherwise, you can get this on Amazon um, or your local bookstore. Um, and also go on our YouTube channel. We have over 400 videos that is just free information that can help guide your care um, no matter what you're deciding to do with your cancer care or Lyme disease or autoimmune care. Just go and uh, look up that information. So to address a couple questions that came in last week, uh, and this is a question I get a lot in case reviews, that's my initial consultation with individuals. Uh, people say, well, I want to do an alternative approach, but my doctor is suggesting to do chemo or radiation or surgery. Should I do that first and then add an alternative approach after I'm done with that? And my answer is, um, that, that's not I don't think that's what you should do. I think if you're going to do an alternative approach, do it concurrently with your standards of care. Um, I'm not saying you, you substitute. You don't have to pick one or the other. Doing alternative care along with standards of care can greatly, in my opinion, greatly improve your percentage of positive outcomes. Um, of course, you want to go or utilize uh, alternative approach. It isn't going to conflict with standards of care meaning that if you're going to do chemotherapy, which is a strong oxidizing agent, you don't want to be taking strong antioxidants while you're doing an oxidizing agent. You're, in effect, uh, negating the effect of the chemotherapy. But utilizing alternative care, utilizing the Rife machine, which you'll see on our website, I'm obviously very big on that, um, and that was another question we'll address in a second, can really help that uh, your standards of care, I think, become more effective. Uh, again, that's my opinion. I think it's uh, you You try to use as many things as you possibly can. Um, if standards of care is giving you a five-year life expectancy of X percentage, you certainly uh, can increase that by doing other things as well. Looking at your diet, looking at nutrition, using equipment like the right machine and things can really increase your, your life expectancy and the quality of your life as well. Another question that comes in and that we get a lot, because if you go on our website, you'll see that we're really big in Rife technology. Um, what is Rife? A lot of people pronounce it different ways, but it's called Rife. It's named after Royal Raymond Rife, who, who came up with the idea of using light frequencies in healing back in the 1930s. And um, his work kind of went underground in the 1950s when the pharmaceutical and the AMA took over the practice of medicine and put basically everybody out of business, locked their doors that wasn't using pharmaceuticals to treat cancer. Well, his work kind of went underground for a period of time and it resurfaced in the 1960s, 70s with some machines that were working 
Um, and now the type of machine that we use is much more powerful than that. So Rife technology simply uses light frequencies to help the body recognize cancer cells so that your T cells and your macrophages, so your immune system can then uh, more effectively attack it. Because one of the problems with why does my why isn't my immune system I must have a decreased immune system why I'm getting why I got cancer how can that be I never got sick before um, well part of the problem in your body being able to kill cancer cells is that cancer cells are your own cells they're not like a pathogen like a streptococcal bacteria that's invading your body it's your own cells that are going through rapid replication and growing so your own cells have a mechanisms that turn off macrophages and T cells so that your body isn't attacking your own cells. Of course, that would be an autoimmune disease. So in that, uh, in your body's ability to turn off that mechanism, then your, then your immune system less effectively recognizes a growing cancer as an enemy. And therefore, you could have the healthiest immune system in the world, and your immune system is not attacking the cancer. So. Um, the right machine, by hitting the, the frequencies of those cancer cells and stimulating that, at the very least, you're causing those cells to vibrate and you're causing your immune system to now look at that again, you could say and say, boy, maybe we should do something in attacking this. So we're, I do not believe the right machine is a cure for cancer, nor do I believe the right machine is any sort of panacea for any sort of disease. By using light frequencies to stimulate cancer cells, you, I believe you increase your chance of your T cells and your macrophages recognizing cancer cells as an enemy and being able to effectively uh, do a better job to kill cancer cells. I also think that if you are doing standards of care, if you're choosing to do chemotherapy and or immunotherapy, using a right machine, I believe, will help the cancer cell uptake those things better as well so it helps uh, that uh, the outcome even more so so it's not an antioxidant so you can do it right along with chemotherapy it's using frequencies to hit those cancer cells and to stimulate your body's response to them and that's how really how the rife works so what is a rife machine um, a rife machine is a light frequency generator so it uses a bulb um, and the bulb is really the treatment part of the right machine that's laying next to you, or you're snuggling with it, or it's, it's on you or close to the cancer. So it's, a, it's the penetrating your body and affecting, those frequencies are penetrating your body and affecting your cells. And, and you get some people like, well, I don't believe in frequencies. Well, your cell phone uses frequencies, so then you better get rid of your cell phone. So frequencies are all around us from a quantum physics perspective. Everything is frequency. Everything is just energy that vibrated at a specific frequency. So just because we don't fully understand it, and just because I probably am doing a really poor job of explaining it, doesn't mean it doesn't exist. It doesn't work. There are some books out there if you want to really dig into uh, frequency and energy technology that are written by physicists and people much smarter than I am that um, I would point you to to look at. Um, another frequency uh, choice to use with cancer patients is a PEMF. And that was another question that came in is, is the PEMF good for killing cancer? A PEMF machine is a pulsed electromagnetic frequency machine. Um, and uh, 
So it is not using light frequencies. And it is not, uh, most of them, there are some that you could type in and use specific frequencies. So when we talk about a Rife machine, I really, my definition of a Rife machine is using light frequencies. And how good is a Rife machine is, it has to be, number one, it has to be powerful enough to penetrate your body. Um, number two, it has to be programmable so that, because it is the specific frequencies that you're using that make a difference. So I'll give you an example. We've had people that have said, oh, well, I've used a Rife machine and it didn't work. Well, what, what, what Rife machine did you use, first of all? And let's say they name a Rife machine that I think, in my opinion, is a really good Rife machine. Oh, you used a true Rife and it didn't work. Okay, so the possibility is that it just didn't work for you. The second possibility is you didn't use a good machine. The third possibility is how often did you use it? And the fourth possibility is what frequencies were you running? So if I run frequencies for a bacterial infection on a right machine, that's a really good right machine, and I'm using it long enough to effectively help my body kill the bacteria, but I have cancer, it's not gonna help my cancer, unless the bacteria is a main cause of my cancer or something like that. So um, if I'm running thyroid frequencies and I have uh, prostate cancer, it's not gonna do anything for my prostate cancer. So you have to be using the right frequencies that are gonna effectively affect that cancer. It has to be a machine that has enough quality that it's gonna penetrate and effectively you know, make some impact on those cells that you're trying to impact. Um, and then you have to use it long enough. So um, I've had people go, no, I've used a true rife and I was using it on very specific cancer frequencies and it didn't work. Well, how often did you use it? Well, I, I had it at a doctor's office or a clinician's office and I'd go in every two weeks and do it. Okay, well, that ain't gonna work. So uh, we write programs that people use all night long. So every night. And then if people are very ill um, and they're, you know, less ambulatory and they're home sitting in a chair, they're running the program all day long too. So um, the length of time on how you use it, what frequencies you're running, um, there's a lot of different factors involved. Um, but even at that, even if you're doing everything right, certainly you have to have, the person's body has to have an immune system that can effectively then attack that uh, cell line and help kill it. Um, and, and even if you have all that, the cancer may be too aggressive and too large. This is not a cure-all. So uh, one question that you get, uh, that I get frequently is, well, if Rife really worked, why isn't everybody using it? Well, nothing works for everybody. There's a chemotherapy that works for every breast cancer. So um, why are they still using that? Um, the truth is there isn't anything that works for everybody. So you have to be, you have to take a very specific, individualized approach to dealing with a cancer for sure. Uh, cancer is not just one disease. It's, it's a plethora of things that are going on. Um, uh, but the um, question just came in, what's the difference between rife and conventional radiation? <clears throat> They're completely different. So rife is using specific frequencies that do no harm, but will stimulate different cells depending on what frequency you're using. So if you're using prostate frequencies, it's gonna stimulate your prostate cells. If you're using frequencies for a strep infection, you're, you're not gonna affect any of 
your human body cells, you're only going to affect those strep um, organisms. Um, and there's, there's actually video proof, if you want to YouTube it, uh, 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 using a rife to kill paramecium. So you can actually effectively kill a single cell organism directly by using rife frequencies. There's evidence of that. So the difference between rife then in radiation, so radiation is high ionizing frequencies that are, that are cancer-causing. So the, those will kill cancer directly too, but it's like using a ray gun to kill cancer, and you have to go through other tissue and then pass through that cancer, and therefore effectively pass through other tissue, because like a bullet, it doesn't stop, and you do collateral damage. So. There's no, you know that you're going to do collateral damage if you're going to use radiation to kill cancer. But does radiation kill cancer? Well, yes, it does, because basically you're using a ray gun to shoot through the body and destroy cells, um, but you'll destroy other cells in the process. That doesn't mean that it's not a viable option, and it's not an option that is um, sometimes the best option. Uh, but to couple that, again, with some alternative things that will help heal your cells that are damaged, the healthy cells can even make radiation therapy more effective. So if we're going to use radiation or we're going to use a, a strong poison like a chemotherapy, we want it to most effectively kill the cancer and do less collateral damage to healthy cells. And that's where coupling standards of care with alternative care often is the best solution um, if you do it wisely. So, um, not saying that radiation isn't the right thing to do, but it is completely 180 degrees different than RIFE technology. Back to the question about PEMF, pulsed electromagnetic field therapy. That's an electrical frequency. I would not say that kills cancer cells. I would say that it's that it stimulates your body to kill cancer cells. I don't think PEMF is, is so much a, a cancer therapy directly. But what does PEMF do? If we understand what PEMF does, then we can understand that it is maybe a wise addition to somebody's cancer care. Because what PEMF does is helps increase cell health charge. Your cell membranes actually hold a charge. Um, and that can be measured that's what's called a person's phase angle. It's the level of resistance and reactance across the cell membrane, across a permeable membrane. And that's your phase angle, and that can actually be measured. So if you actually want to Google phase angle, you can see that most of the studies on phase angle are with cancer patients that are undergoing chemotherapy. If they can maintain their phase angle, even though they get really super, super sick, um, their, their chance of survival is high. They might feel pretty good, but their phase angle is plummeting. Their chance of survival is less. So what is phase angle? That's the cell charge, the cell membrane charge. Well, what is that? Well, that has to do with cell health. And that is a, so phase angle is not specific to cancer cells or specific to any cells. It's just your overall cell charge. So when a person does PEMF, you are effectively increasing cell charge. Well, how does that help? Well, if you increase cell charge, you're gonna increase overall cell health, which also includes immune cells, which includes the 
viability and survivability of healthy cells as well. So it can help a person who's going through any disease, PEMF can, because it will increase that person's um, uh, ability to recuperate an immune response, especially if a person's doing chemotherapy and will help hold that phase angle and hold that cell charge. So we're really, I think PMF is a great addition to anybody's cancer protocol, but I would not call it, it's not a direct cancer killer. It's really totally different than the Rife machine, um, but it has um, a great purpose and um, we use it in our clinic too. Um, another question came in last week about dealing, how do you address, um, uh, do you think that past trauma and um, uh, emotional wounds affect a person's cancer. Uh, I don't think anybody could dispute that um, uh, emotional traumas in, in a person's life affect their health. It certainly has been shown to decrease um, an immune person's immune response. Uh, I think there's multiple studies out there that show that. Um, and if a person does have a diminished immune response, your ability to fight um, infections that can get intracellular and then affect the replication of cells and therefore be actually the cause of cancer is certainly exists. Um, uh, do I think it's the number one thing to deal with? No, but I think in, in, a, in a holistic approach to dealing with cancer, looking at past wounds and past trauma is very healing um, and dealing with that. And that's dealing with forgiveness in your life, dealing with um, um, uh, uh, maybe uh, asking for forgiveness in your life for wounds that you've caused to others, uh, making sure that you're good, a good spiritual, emotional counselor, uh, somebody in your church, somebody that you could trust can be extremely beneficial. So I think there's a lot of great um, information about that. We've had a number of questions come in also talking about just overall um, sadness and depression. Now, um, even separate from cancer, what we've been dealing with this, with this last year with COVID uh, has isolated a lot of people. Um, I would say it has certainly increased our society's overall um, uh, clinical level of clinical depression uh, or subclinical depression for sure of a lot of people, if not most people. And how do you deal with that from an alternative perspective? Certainly a person with cancer when you hear the diagnosis of cancer, many people go into a sympathetic dominant fight or flight mode. It's very difficult for them to, to discern information and um, maybe they follow a path that they later sometimes kind of regret. So um, dealing with that emotional issue, we're not talking about emotional traumas here, but the emotions of, uh, of a diagnosis are very important. You'll see uh, many places on our website, maybe sometimes the best thing you could do when you hear you have cancer is to slow down and recoup before you make any treatment decisions. Um, and I believe in most cases, you have more time to make a treatment decision than maybe you're told you do. Uh, many people are just kind of herded down a pathway that um, is not necessarily in their best interest. And um, it's always best to take a step back, get some counsel, get some people around you that can give you um, a different perspective as you can slow down and make a better decision. 
But um, there are some, when we look, when we take on a cancer patient, we do um, a whole genetic workup on everybody. And there's very specific um, pathways in what's called your biopterin pathway, where you these genes that make serotonin and make different neurotransmitters that are very important in handling emotional traumas, whether it's a diagnosis of cancer or it's isolation due to uh, COVID um, or whatever you're dealing with. Um, and a person that has less defects in those pathways probably is able to weather those storms better than a person that has more defects in those pathways. So when we look at those pathways, supporting those as you couple that information with the person's symptomatic pattern, let's say they're dealing with depression or anxiety or rage issues or whatever, could be extremely important. So that is, that is actually one reason why we look at those genetic pathways, to, to see that uh, the whole neurotransmitter cycle to help balance um, those emotional swings that we often get. Um, and plus, um, those emotional swings do have a factor in the cancer growth often because there are certain glute pathways and GAD pathways, genetic pathways, that um, promote the convergence or the, um, the transfer from glutamine to glutamate and back and forth, and that can be actually a fuel source of cancer, uh, and that would be a major player in anxiety. So um, we see a lot of our cancer patients tend to have high anxiety um, actually previous to the cancer when uh, discussing their condition and a history of high anxiety, then that can be actually a precursor or at least now um, part of a fuel source to cancer because many cancers feed on glutamines. So that's a whole other topic of discussion. Um, another question came in, where can I buy the best right machine? On our website, we have we don't sell right machines. We take care of patients, and we utilize right machines. And I have no uh, financial interest in any of the right machines, and I just have an opinion. And my opinion might be worth whatever you think it is. But my opinion is the two the two, uh, two right machines that we use in our office is the True Right, that's a brand of right machine, and the GB four thousand. Now, we typically send people home um, or utilize the True Right more, uh, partly because of its programmability and partly because of its ease of use for patients. So, um, both of those are important to me because one of our philosophies in treating cancer is to help the person not make uh, their treatment uh, become too overwhelming and maybe possibly even becoming a um, idol in their life because that's all they're focused on. And I think, it, it, my belief is if that's all we're focused on is me getting rid of cancer, and I know there needs to be some laser focus for a period of time, but if that's all I'm focused on and that becomes my life, then what is the sense of me trying to get rid of this and living if, that, if this has become my life? So we don't want that. So we do like the true life. It's really easy to turn on and run at night. It's very simple. It's very hardy. I personally have one at home. I think it's nine years old. Uh, it still works perfect. Um, and uh, so it's, uh, they're good machines. You can certainly go to those companies directly and buy a right. So, um, and we have patients that call us and say, well, I can't afford to utilize your service. 
Can I just get a right? Yeah, just buy a right from them. We don't. So uh, we're really in the business of taking care of people from a holistic standpoint and programming the right specifically for them and such. But you can utilize programs that are available out there too. So those are the two machines that we utilize. We have patients that come to us and go, I have a DB4000, can I use that? Yeah, you can, we'll program that. I have a TrueRite, can I use that? Um, that's not uncommon, where they'll buy a machine and then they'll use it for a while and think, I don't think I'm actually using this right, I don't think I'm running this right, I don't think I have a program right for me and I need a more holistic approach. So um, that's what we're for. So not everybody needs us in that way. And that's why we give away this information for free. And that's why we do these videos, so that we can educate you, that you can help take care of yourself. And um, that's really what our goal is, so that you can take care of yourself. So should I do the questions that we went over today? Should I do chemo first before I do an alternative approach? My answer is, no, you should do them concurrently if you're choosing to do chemo. Can I just do an alternative approach and not do chemo? Well, the choice is yours if you're an adult. You can make that choice. We don't enter into that decision. Is it right for me to not do chemo and just do an alternative approach? I can't tell you that. Everybody's different. Um, uh, but if, if I had my choice, I would try an alternative approach if I had time, if I didn't have a cancer that was so aggressive that it was taking over my body. I would try an alternative approach. If I could get into remission with an alternative approach and keep chemo and radiation in my back pocket, that would be a whole lot better. Because if I do chemo to begin with and it puts me into remission, well, that's fantastic. But if the cancer comes back with a vengeance in a year, um, that chemo is not going to work as well anymore. If at all, and we're going to have to try, you know, alternative chemos, and now I'm kind of in a pickle, and 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 we're it would have been a lot better if um, I would have kept that in my back pocket and would have been able to put myself in remission with um, an alternative approach. Another question came in: What are some of the best things to do while you're doing chemo? <clears throat> so, uh, besides getting specific, what we do on what is the uh, the uh, specific nutraceutical that is going to be like a natural chemotherapy, um, what is this, the specific diet that you should stay off so that you're not actually fueling the cancer, um, and what are the specific um, uh, uh, right frequencies to be using while I'm treating my cancer, I mean, that's really what we do. Uh, there are some, we, we also have a chemo protocol, so if a person is choosing to do chemo, uh, look on our website. Again, I'm going to point you back to that because I think we have 500 blog posts and we do have a nice search uh, bar that works really well on our website. So go to connersclinic.com, go to our website or uh, there's a search bar, you can go to our blog, there's a search bar, uh, and look up uh, chemo protocol because um, the chemo protocol really helps walk through it. Again, there's some things, alternatively, you do not want to do if you're doing chemo. Again, chemo is a poison. Uh, by that, I mean it's a strong oxidizing agent. That's what poisons are. And we're hoping by utilizing chemo that we kill the cancer before we kill the patient. Um, and I don't say that, that that's a bad thing. That's a good thing. But there's, uh, you don't want to, if we're going to choose to do chemo, we want the chemo to work. That's the whole idea of using a rife while you're doing the chemo. It'll help, in my opinion, help the chemo target the cancer and we get better results. But also, we 
don't want to do things that will negate the chemo. Chemo is an oxidizing agent. We don't want to use antioxidizing agents. Why would you use antioxidant agents anyhow? Well, you have oxidizing agents um, affecting you on a daily basis. Radiation from EMFs are oxidizing agents, can cause cancer. Um, chemicals um, from Monsanto are oxidizing agents and cause cancer. So you take antioxidants to help limit your exposure so that you negate those oxidizing agents and decrease your risk of cancer by taking antioxidants. But if you're purposely taking an oxidizing agent, aka chemotherapy, you don't want to use concurrently, at least within the first 48 hours of doing chemo, if you're doing weekly infusions or something like that, uh, you don't want to be taking high antioxidants. So same thing with radiation. While you're doing radiation, it's not quite as important with chemo, it's even more important. So um, that's something you don't want to do. So look on our blog, look at the chemotherapy protocol that's out there that can be helpful for you as well. Okay, um, again, submit your questions. Um, we'll log them and we'll try to get to them on a weekly basis. Um, I have to get on to uh, next uh, uh, patient I have here. So thanks for being here. Again, utilize our website, utilize our blog. Um, don't ever need to come see us or call us or anything. Download our book. Um, get on our newsletter. That will be helpful for you. Um, and we just, we just are trying to be a blessing to as many people as we can. That's why we're doing these videos um, and uh, trying to stay as casual and, you know, t as if we're talking to you in the living room here as possible. So um, appreciate you. Thanks so much.